welcome to Menopause in the Kitchen, where we talk all things food and nutrition for women in their midlife years. I'm Rachel Cooper, dietitian and food lover, with a passion for sharing information about nutrition in practical ways, so that you can take what you need and implement it into your lifestyle. Join me in my kitchen as I share bite-sized chunks of information to help you nourish your body and thrive in your midlife years and beyond. Hello and welcome back to Menopause in the Kitchen. Uh, It's Rachel here and I'm a dietitian talking all things menopause and today's episode is going to be a little bit different in that I won't be talking too much technical nutrition stuff. Um, It's a little bit more um, about a topic that I'm really interested in and I think is really important um, when it comes to food and eating. And today what I'm going to be talking about is experiencing pleasure and joy with food and eating. And I'm going to discuss why that can be so hard for many women and where we can find joy and pleasure in food and eating and how that can change your experience um, in terms of, you know, eating full stop. Um, So that's what we're going to chat about today. It may be a difficult topic for some people um, and that is totally understandable. Um, And I will talk about at the end um, a little bit about where to go for um, extra resources and help um, if if today's episode has maybe brought up some things for you that, um, that you find really challenging and might need some help with. So, um, so just be, be aware that, you know, for, for some women, this may bring up some, some really strong feelings and, um, just, you know, just sort of notice those. And at the end, I'll have uh, a quick chat about, you know, maybe we can go for, for extra help. So let's, let's dive in and first look at the definition of these words. So the dictionary definition, the definition of pleasure is a feeling of happy satisfaction and enjoyment. And the definition of joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. So they are very much intertwined and, um, I guess they they can kind of you can have one and the and the other and they they sort of um, create an experience together. And another um, definition I came across for joy is the emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying. So if you think about those words, satisfaction, enjoyment, delight, happiness. Aren't those sorts of things that we want in our life? I would say yes. Um, I certainly want those things in my life. But often we don't think about getting those feelings from food. And there's a reason for that. It's a thing called diet culture. And diet culture has warped our idea of food and eating so that it's taken away the pleasure and the joy. And it's also made us feel like if we feel pleasure or joy from eating, that that's a bad thing. So have you ever heard people say um, about a particular food, oh, this is my guilty pleasure? Um, I've heard that quite often, my guilty pleasure. Well, let's like 
Let's break that down, having a guilty pleasure. If we know that the definition of pleasure is feeling happy, satisfaction and enjoyment. So that's something that we can get from eating a particular food or a meal. And then we add the word guilty before it, which tells us that, yeah, okay, so you might feel happy and satisfied and enjoyment from that particular food, but you need to feel guilty for being that way, you know, for feeling that way about that food. Food shouldn't be just enjoyed. If you enjoy it, then you should feel guilty for that. And that is diet culture talking. And if that's something that you have said or even may still say, it's okay. Um, I'm certainly not saying that you've done anything wrong. You are basically perpetuating what our society tells us. And that's that's normal. We, we are influenced and women in midlife have been influenced by diet culture for many, many, many years. And... Um, and so these sorts of things just come out naturally. They're probably things that we heard from our mums and our grandmothers and our friends. Like th- These sorts of things are normal in our culture and in our society. Um, and so, uh, you know, calling something guilty pleasure, you know, we want pleasure. Pleasure sounds wonderful when you think about happy, satisfaction, enjoyment, Why do we need to feel guilty about that? And that's basically because diet culture tells us that certain foods are okay and they're good and other foods are not okay and they're bad. And so therefore, if we get pleasure and joy from eating a food that diet culture considers bad or something we shouldn't be eating, then therefore you should feel guilty for feeling that way. And the thing is, food is not good or bad food there is no food is doesn't have any kind of um uh moral aspect to it it is just food um it's not good or bad the thing is that diet culture has taught us that certain foods are good or bad and then therefore we have certain feelings when we eat those foods so if we eat something that's considered good we feel good about ourselves And if we eat something that's considered bad by diet culture, we then feel guilty and bad. Okay, but food, there is there is no morals when it comes to food. Food is just food. There is no good or bad. There's there's nothing like that. And you don't need to feel guilty about eating. If you do, of course, it's normal because diet culture has told us this for years and it takes time and a lot of work to get to the point where you may not feel guilty or, you know, um, have those sort of strong negative feelings around these sorts of foods. So the words pleasure and joy, like I said, are often not associated with food. And if they are, it's a bad thing or something we should feel bad about or guilty about. And I'm hoping to change that in today's episode. I'm hoping to show you that food and eating can be joyful and pleasurable and to help you look for the joy and the pleasure um, in your your general life when it comes to food and eating. Um, And also to look for and be curious about the times where you're not feeling the joy and the pleasure or when something is taking away 
or disrupting the joy and pleasure you could be having from certain experiences. So that's what I'm sort of going to to talk about today. And where I want to start first is I want to go into a little bit more detail about food and diet culture and particularly around how it can take away the joy and pleasure from our eating experiences. And number one, I guess, is that we we don't eat just to satisfy our hunger or just for energy or just for nutrients. Yes, those things are important. Of course, we don't want to be hungry and get really hungry. We want to eat when our body's telling us, I need food, I need some energy. Of course, we want to provide our food with energy to be able to get through our daily activities. And, you know, maybe if we're doing something, you know, that's a little more strenuous, we we want to, you know, feed our bodies enough energy to be able to do that. And yes, of course, having nutrients, vitamins, minerals and all of those things uh, is really important for our health. Yes, of course. But it's not the only reason that we eat. And diet culture, unfortunately, focuses a lot on the energy and the nutrients and the the health benefits of eating and forgets about the other reasons that we eat. And in fact, sometimes really helps, tries to erase these experiences. So for example, one of the other reasons that people eat is cultural. So many people have cultural food experiences or cultural food practices that are really part of who they are and part of their culture. And that is really, really important. It's a really important part of who you are as a person. And when diet culture tells us that certain foods shouldn't be eating or eaten or should be restricted or you should feel guilty for eating certain foods, if those foods are part of your culture and part of who you are as a person, how is that a good thing? You know, we're erasing that. We're, we're not acknowledging that for some people, these foods are really important culturally for them as a person and for, you know, the, the people that they live with, their families and, and their connections. So, for example, at the moment, you know, diet culture is telling us that carbs are the enemy And that we should be cutting back on carbs. Don't eat too many carbs. You know, don't eat carbs. Have more protein, blah, blah, blah. Um, Rice is a carb. And rice, for example, is a very important part of some cultures um, and the way that they eat. And and that is just, that that is, like I said, almost a part of them and who they are. And yet here we have all these people shouting to the rooftops, don't eat rice, it's bad for you. You should feel guilty, it's not good, it's carbs. What are we doing when we take that away from people, when we are telling them that those foods that are really a strong part of who they are shouldn't be eaten and should be restricted? Okay, so that's just one example. There's obviously lots of examples, but that was just just one example to give that, you know, diet culture doesn't acknowledge that these foods are a really strong part of people's culture. And culture and being part of a culture and feeling um, that you're living your life in a way that your your cultural 
um, experiences are, are strong gives us joy and pleasure. It makes us feel good. If you think about um, even yourself and the different maybe cultural experiences that you have or have had with your family, um, friends and so on, whether it's, you know, um, around particular meals that you have at certain times of the year um, or particular foods that you have that remind you maybe of your grandparents, for example. And that's something that's really you know, a part of me, I, I really get a lot of joy and a lot of pleasure from making and eating the foods that have come from my culture, from my grandparents, foods that I remember my grandmother making and the love that I would feel when she made them for us and just the experiences that I had with my family around different events and so on throughout the year it brought me a lot of joy and pleasure and still does. And so when we forget about the cultural side of eating and how important that is to people's experience of joy and experience of just being who they are, um, is, you know, if we take away that, we're taking away joy, we're taking away pleasure, we're taking away all those wonderful experiences that people have had and still want to have, most likely. So that's one example, you know, having having these cultural food and eating um, practices are really important and they can bring us a lot of pleasure and joy. The other reason, and I guess some of these, are some this can be can sometimes be linked to the cultural side of things, but we eat for social reasons. We don't just eat because we're hungry or whatever. We also eat because it's a very, food is a big part of different social events and different social things that we do. For example, birthdays. We have birthday cake for someone's birthday. You know, that is a social um a social thing that we get together, someone makes a cake or buys a cake and we enjoy that together for, to celebrate someone's birthday. Um, having dinners, going out for dinner with friends or family or having friends or family over for dinner or going to their place for dinner or going out for a picnic or a barbecue. Those social gatherings where we're connecting with other people and we're forming connections often revolve around food and eating. And there's nothing wrong with that. Food brings people together. Um, and if we erase that or forget that food is social and we eat for many different reasons and we're just focusing on the nutrients and the health and blah, 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 we lose a lot of these experiences. And these experiences bring us a lot of joy and pleasure. And, you know, if if being with others and having connection with others is really good for our well-being. It's good for our mental health. There's a lot of research that shows that being social and having those social connections helps us feel better and it helps with our well-being. And we only have to go back not so long ago when many of us were in, you know, lockdowns and restrictions during during COVID. Um, where we couldn't do these things, where we couldn't go to our friend's place for dinner, couldn't go out to a restaurant, couldn't have picnics and barbecues. 
and have these gatherings and these connections with people around food. We couldn't do that for some time. And that was hard. How many people found that really difficult? They were missing something and they were missing that joy and pleasure that we get from connection around food. And so that's, you know, that's a really recent extreme example where I guess before the pandemic, we would never have thought that there would be a time where we couldn't actually invite our friends over for dinner. Um, But it happened and we know what effect that had on us. And so being social with food and eating is a really, really important part of food um, because it does bring us that joy and pleasure. And we know because when we take it away, we know that we lost something and we were craving it. Okay, so the social aspect of eating is really important and it doesn't necessarily, you know, we can get together with someone and just have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and a biscuit. I mean, something as simple as that can be really joyous and pleasurable when you're having that connection. Imagine sitting down with a really trusted friend and having a cup of tea and a biscuit and a bit of cake or whatever it might be. And it's not necessarily just about the food. It's the the food that kind of binds you and brings you together and helps to bring down some barriers. It's that connection and that discussion and that, um, you know, that talk that you're having with that, that trusted friend that is really important that can bring you lots of joy and pleasure and make you feel really, really good. So sometimes the food is kind of part of the social um, experience, but it's not, it's not the main part. It's just the part that brings us together. It's something that helps us, like saying to someone, let's go out for coffee. It's just a way of saying, I want to connect with you. I want to have a discussion with you. I want to talk with you. I want to catch up and see what's happening in your life. I want to have a laugh That's what that is. It's not about the coffee and the cake or whatever it is that you're having. It's not about the barbecue that you're holding um, for for family at at home on a Saturday um, afternoon. It's the connection that is the main point. It's just that that is what brings us together. And of course, we have to eat, don't we? So if we get together around a meal, you're then eating and then forming that connection at the same time. So this is where it's really um, important to realize that diet culture takes away those other aspects of eating. And and as a result, it's taking away the pleasure and joy that we get from those experiences. So what do we do about this? I mean, we've been brainwashed by diet culture. It's really hard to get out of that habit of not thinking about eating. uh, restriction and worrying about what we're eating and how much we're eating and, and all the rest of it when it comes to these cultural and social situations. And unfortunately, it can take away the joy. Um, if you're out for dinner, for example, or you're going to somebody's house for a social gathering, if you're ingrained in that diet culture and you're you know in a period of restriction, and you, you're not allowing yourself to eat certain foods or maybe you're restricting how much you eat or whatever it might be, you go to those social events and it takes away the joy and the pleasure because you're up in your head 
constantly worrying about what am I get what what is there going to be to eat should I eat that shouldn't I oh if I eat that that then what am I going to do to compensate for it and so you're up in your head thinking about food but forgetting about the connection and and why you're actually there that social aspect of being there at that event so those sort of diet thoughts and diet thinking takes away your joy and pleasure because you're not in the moment. You're not present with the people you're with. You're not enjoying the discussion and what's happening. You're up in your head worrying about what you're eating, how much you're eating, what you're going to do to make up for it tomorrow. Okay, so this is where diet culture really takes away our pleasure and joy quite a lot (laughs) Um, and what I'd like to talk about is how do we find that joy and pleasure again what do we do to get that back and for some people it may take a lot of work and a lot of help to get there okay and I acknowledge that and that's where seeking help um, might be your best option but one thing that I would like to, a couple of things that I'd like to maybe recommend if it feels good for you and it's something that you'd like to try is first of all, I would say to start being curious about what you feel and how you feel with different food experiences. So whether it's a social gathering, so say you're going out for dinner or you're going to a social event where there's food. Just be curious and taking note of how you feel in those situations. Are you experiencing pleasure and joy? Or is there something taking that away from you? And what is it? What are those thoughts? What are those things, those feelings that are coming up in those situations that may be taking away your pleasure and joy? If you're eating particular foods, um, have an experience where you're just curious and you and you eat it you might um if you know we talk about mindful eating a lot and and certainly it is something that i i do encourage in certain situations but sometimes it's really just rather than doing kind of a mindful eating exercise where you're taking a piece of food and you're eating it really slowly and you're thinking about what it tastes like and blah, blah, blah all of that. I, I mean, that, that can be helpful for some people and it can help bring joy and pleasure back to eating. But even if you don't want to go to that, that point, just eating something and just being curious and aware of how you feel when you eat it. And without judgment, so trying not to judge yourself for feeling that way and just just really noticing, really being curious and noticing what feelings come up. And if it's joy and pleasure, note that and go, I really enjoyed that experience. I really, really enjoyed and got a lot of pleasure from eating that particular food. Or maybe it was a social event or gathering that you got a lot of joy and pleasure. Why? What was it about that that made you feel that way? And then if you didn't, or maybe there there was some joy and pleasure, but then some other feelings came in or, you know, um, some of that diet talk kind of started to override that and tell you that that was not okay. Just be curious and, and um, think about, what actually happened and take just be just notice it without judgment just notice it 
And if it feels good for you, maybe a journaling exercise where you just, you don't have to have a journal, just a piece of paper and a pen will be fine. Um, And just writing out how you felt about that particular experience can be helpful to just kind of get those thoughts and what you noticed out onto paper. If you're not into writing, that's fine. Just sit somewhere. If you can take some time to just sit somewhere quietly and just reflect on that particular experience. What came up for you? What were the good feelings? What, what, um, sorry, I shouldn't say good feelings because all feelings are feelings, but what were the feelings? Did you feel joy and pleasure? And how did that make you feel? Or did you not? And why? What were the feelings and thoughts that came up? So that's one little exercise that you can do, just being sort of curious around these food experiences and finding out what does give you joy and pleasure. And sometimes it's the, the, the actual act of eating certain foods that gives you that pleasure. Um, something that I've found with some people, particularly if they've been um, dieting for many, many years, is that certain foods that they've been restricting for all these years and trying not to eat, they think that they're the foods that are really pleasurable. So they'll be like, oh, if I was to choose a food that I think would be really pleasurable to eat, I choose, you know, chocolate or whatever it might be because that's a food that they've been restricting. And for some people, when they actually get to the point where they can eat that and truly see if they enjoy it, and eat it sort of, I guess, more mindfully, they find that maybe it's not as pleasurable or they don't enjoy it quite as much as they thought. But the reason they thought it was a pleasurable food was because it was something they were trying to avoid. Or maybe they were in that kind of diet cycle of restricting and then binging. And when they were binging, they were eating that food really quickly because they were either feeling guilty or they hadn't had it in so long. They were just like, I've got to have some chocolate Um, and not really getting any satisfaction or pleasure from it. And when they actually slow down and eat it mindfully and slowly, they might sort of go, oh, actually, I don't know that that food is as pleasurable as I thought it was. Maybe it was just the thought that it was pleasurable because I couldn't have it. (laughs) Um, But then again, you might eat something like that mindfully and think, yes, I really do enjoy this. This gives me pleasure. This is really, really pleasurable to eat. And that's wonderful. Okay. And, And moving towards a place where you can actually do that. And know that it's okay to feel pleasure when you're eating those sorts of foods. And then maybe you might, through this journey, find that there are other foods that you really enjoy. And often we think that the foods that are going to give us the most pleasure and joy eating are those foods that we generally restrict. And and it could be, but we can also find joy and pleasure in all sorts of foods It could be a beautiful, ripe piece of fruit off someone's backyard tree. Um, And we know how wonderful they can taste. Um, At the moment, for me, it's a fresh, ripe tomato straight off the tomato plant in my garden. It tastes amazing and it gives me so much pleasure and so much joy compared to, say, eating a supermarket tomato in the middle of winter. (laughs) So we can get pleasure and joy from a range of different foods. It doesn't just have to be those foods that diet culture always tells us to restrict. 
So being curious and really noticing what foods are pleasurable to eat. Are there a range of different foods that I get pleasure from eating? And how can I include more of those foods into my week so that I'm getting pleasure and joy from my eating? And the other thing, of course, is what other experiences do you get a lot of joy from when it comes to eating um, and food? It could be cooking. For me, cooking, and, and it may not be for those of you who really don't enjoy cooking, but for me, I love to cook. I get a lot of joy from being in the kitchen and cooking a meal and then enjoying that meal afterwards. I get a lot of joy from cooking or baking something for someone else, for my family or a friend or if I've got people over. I get a lot of joy from that, taking the time in the kitchen to create this meal and then to put it on the table and have this wonderful experience with my family or my friends is really enjoyable to me. And so, I mean, that's just my experience. It doesn't have to be yours. Yours, Your experiences with food, with pleasure and joy with, uh, when it comes to food and eating could be totally different. But being curious and finding out what are those experiences that give us that pleasure. Um, I, for me, cooking also brings up lots of memories, uh, particularly. Now, I must, uh, I'll just jump in here and say that not every time I cook, I'm getting pleasure and joy. <laughs> there are nights where literally I just want to get some food cooked and get it on the table. And I couldn't care less about what it was. I don't get any, you know, sort of joy and pleasure from it. It's just let's whip something up and let's eat it. Um, so it's not like every time I cook, I'm like, oh, it's this joyful, pleasurable experience. No, <laughs> sometimes it's literally just, I've just got to get through this and get it done and get it on the table. Um, <laughs> but I do like to create time to have those joyful cooking experiences. And so for me, that is maybe on a weekend when I've got more time, I'm not in a rush and I can create something that I really love. And sometimes it's a food from my culture, like it could be a cultural food that my grandmother used to make um, that brings back these wonderful memories when I was a child and memories of my grandmother who's no longer with us. Um, and it brings me lots of joy and pleasure in recreating that food and then sharing it with my family, just like my grandmother used to do with us. So I like to recreate and, and, and carve out time for those really pleasurable cooking experiences because not every time I cook is, is pleasurable and enjoyable. Um, and for you, it may not be cooking. For you, it might be getting out there. I was listening to a podcast just the other day um, and um, the person that they were interviewing was sort of talking about her parenting and how she had changed her parenting um, sort of, I think when she was in her 40s, she sort of decided to sort of change the way she parented um, and not do things exactly the way everyone sort of expects you to do it. And she cut out all the weekend sports and just said, that is not for us. We don't enjoy it, not doing all the weekend sports. And instead, they go out and they find the best butter chicken in the city that they live in or the best dumplings in the city that they live in. So that is like their family experience rather than running around doing sport that they don't really enjoy. They made this, um, you know, weekend activity 
of going out and finding, you know, the best butter chicken in in the city that they live in. And I was like, wow, that is that is so good. Like just the the joy and the pleasure of doing that together as a family because that's something that they really did enjoy, not playing the sport like everybody else. Um and imagine those memories and wonderful memories and experiences that these children will have doing this each weekend with um, with their parents. So, you know, that could be something that you carve time out to do, going out and exploring maybe the, the city that you live in and finding the best noodles or, you know, the best pasta or whatever it might be. So it's all about really being curious about what brings me joy and pleasure when it comes to food and eating and how can I carve more time for that in my week and how can I make that an important part of my life so that's I'd I'd really be interested if anyone sort of has any thoughts about this and any experiences that they might like to share I'd I'd love for you to send me um, a message a dm or an email Um, because, you know, for me, food is really important in my life. It's part of my culture. It's, um, it's something that I love and have always loved. In fact, I became a dietitian because I thought I love food and I love cooking, but I also am interested in sort of health and, um, helping people. And I thought this is the perfect combination Um, But um, often throughout my dietetic career, I didn't get to really share the joy and the pleasure of eating enough with the people that I was working with. It it sort of became very clinical and very um, narrow in terms of, you know, what I had to do in the jobs that I was doing. Whereas now I feel like with, um, you know, with this business that I have and, and this podcast that I can share that more and it, and it is something that's really, really important to me and I would love to hear from others and know about your experiences um, that you, you get pleasure and joy from when it comes to food and eating and if maybe you um, try something new and, and get some pleasure and joy and you're surprised and think, wow, that was so good because I was curious and I, um, I stopped and really reflected on that experience. Um, you know that share that share that with me if you if you're willing to do that because I'd love to hear about it. Now, of course, as I mentioned at the start, for some people, pleasure and joy when it comes to food and eating might be really really challenging, um, and I understand that and I acknowledge that. This is not going to be a simple exercise or um, for, for many people. Um, so if this is brought up or, or, if, or if the thought of getting pleasure and joy from eating um, and from food uh, has brought up some really strong emotions that are, are challenging or, you know, if you um, uh, feel like finding joy and pleasure with food and eating is just just a no-go it's like no way for whatever reason um I just encourage you to to seek help um for for those you know if, if you really feel that that's something that is affecting your joy and pleasure when it comes to food and eating um if the whole concept of food um having pleasure from eating food is really 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 scary 
then that might be a sign that it's time to get some help. Um, so I really encourage you to reach out, um, reach out to a non-diet dietitian is what I would recommend who can help you with these um, thoughts, whether it's come from years of dieting or whether it's come from maybe a past eating disorder or maybe you um, have disordered eating now. Um, seek help with someone who can actually work with you around those sorts of things and help to bring back some pleasure eventually with your food and eating um, if that's something that is uh, a goal for you um, and sometimes it might just be just taking away the fear from eating that could be your your goal it may not be getting through to the the joy and pleasure stage but just um, taking away the fear so if that's something that you need please reach out um, I'm going to leave some um, suggestions of where to go um, in the show notes. So please uh, refer to those if you think you need them. Um, and I'll also uh, link some wonderful non-diet dietitians who you might be able to connect with for one-on-one -on -one consultations. I don't do one-on-one -on -one consultations myself, but I'm more than happy to recommend you to um, some dietitians that I think are amazing in that space. So that's it for today. That's our episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It was um, kind of something that had been on my mind and I went for a walk this morning and it sort of, I kind of nutted it out in my head and it came quite, quite clear about what it is that I wanted to do this episode on. So I literally came in from my, <laughs> from my walk, had some breakfast and I've sat down and recorded this while it's fresh in my mind. Um, but more than happy to hear what your thoughts are about this. Um, I will be posting some things around pleasure and joy with food and eating over on Instagram um, and Facebook and um, more than happy to for you to comment or send me a DM if there's anything that you'd like to um, share um, or any questions that you might have. And that will be it for today. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate um, the time that you've taken and I will talk to you all soon.